Good morning, good morning. This is Reverend Melcina Yancey White with Yancey Family Ministries. So glad to be with you another blessed Saturday morning. For this is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. I want to start my good morning shout out starting with my loving husband, Reverend Johnny White, pastor of Olive Grove Missionary Baptist Church. And good morning to our church family. Also, good morning to my sponsor for the month of August, and that is Hope of Glory Ministries. And also good morning to my honoree sponsors, Brother Larry Downey and his lovely wife, Linda. I'm excited as always, and I pray that you have had a blessed week this week. I know you have because you're still on this side of the grass, and you still see the hand of God in your life. Ah, He woke you up this morning, closed in your right mind, and you're grateful just like I am. Amen. I'm still in the books of Acts. In the book of Acts 9, verses 3 through 18, I read it in its entirety last Saturday, and I'm talking about Saul's conversion to Paul, amen, on the road to Damascus, road of Damascus, and how Jesus met him on the road, amen. We all know the story. I'm going to save a little time and just highlight some of the things um, in the scriptures as I talk about moving from sight to vision. I know these scriptures have been preached over the centuries, but to me, I, I, I just dwell there between his transition between from sight to vision, because we all know Saul thought that he was doing the work of God, that he thought he was right, even in his wrong, and that he saw only through the sight of the natural man. Amen. But I want to talk about how vision is greater than sight, and vision is connected to faith. And Saul only could see through the natural. Amen. But there was a transition for him. And, I, and as I looked at it and I just kept reading it and I said, oh my God, there was a transition that happened. Again, my subject is from sight to vision. And we know that Paul was on the road of Damascus and he all of a sudden, um, he fell from his on the ground because there was a light shone around him from heaven. And, and, and Saul said, you know, and Jesus said to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you, Lord? And then Jesus said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. Um, the, the transition had to start with him being stopped in his tracks. Um, and we do know that the story said that Saul became blind. And the transition was, first of all, you have to lose your sight. But can we talk about the natural sight just for a minute? That natural sight, I thought about myself. When you, when you have that natural sight, you see things in the natural. Amen. And, and you, you're not able to see a vision. You're not able to see what by faith is what I'm trying to say. But you see everything. Um, you see yourself as you want to see yourself. You see other people as you want to see other people. And that's kind of how Saul was. I'm right and you're wrong. 
wrong. Um, the, the people that were following Christ, you're wrong. And if we're not careful and we walk by sight, we'll, we'll label things as wrong that's right. And we'll label things that's, that's right as wrong. And, and so we have to, we need that transition to vision. But that sight, I, I want to correct something I said last Saturday. I said, if you always consume with your troubles and if that's all you see, if all you see is your enemies against you and not the God that's for you, if you always, then you're just walking by sight. I said you was blind, but no, you're only walking by sight in the natural. Um, we get overwhelmed and consumed with our problems, amen? And that means you're only walking by sight. And we need to know that that's what's going on in our day-to-day life. It's that I don't have vision. Come on, somebody. Um, that all I have is sight. Um, I've lost my 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 faith in other words but i'm gonna tie it all together just bear with me but but you you only walking by sight and God has been dealing me with that sight part. He said, be careful, daughter, because your frustration means that you only have sight. You've lost your vision. Um, you, you, your faith is wavering. And I tell you, something can come at you so hard that you will lose your vision, um, that you would just start walking in the natural and seeing things in the natural. But God wants to do that transition that he did with Saul. He wants to do the same thing with us. And you say, well, I would never persecute the church, but there are things that we sing and sight that is wrong, that we have labeled as right, but is wrong. And if we don't get with Christ for the vision, then we'll continue in the way that we're going, just like Saul, until that moment of clarity comes, amen, until he knocks us to the ground, amen. And trust me, he knows how to get our attention. But that sight We have to be careful that we're not walking by sight. It's easily done. Trust me. I don't care how many years you've been saved. I don't care if you're a pastor. I don't care if you're a bishop. I don't care if you're an apostle, an elder, whatever your title may be, trustee, deacon, chairperson, whatever it may be, it is easy to walk by sight. It it happens easily to us. Sometimes worse than others, more easily than others. And just because you're saved, that don't mean all of a sudden you operate in a vision that God has given you. We easily sway sometimes. It don't take much and the enemy knows it. And we have to be careful. That's why we got to stay prayed up and repent every day. Amen. I need to practice that a little bit more than I have been because these scriptures let me know that it happens. It happened to Saul. He won't even say, but we're the same way. We can operate inside. But vision, amen, that vision is greater than sight. And vision is connected to our safe, to our faith. And vision, I said it last week, the vision, a revelation from God, an appearance or an exhibition of something supernaturally presented. And another definition is the ability to think and to plan the future with wisdom. Amen. And this is what Paul transitioned, Saul transitioned into. He went from sight to no sight. And that transition, he had to deal with himself. That's the transition. If you want all of a sudden to start walking by sight, if you want to see what God sees, amen. If you want to be able to see a vision, if you want to be able to see past what you're going through, You got to first see yourself. And that's what Saul had to deal with. God had to confront him about persecuting the church. And God is trying to confront us every day about us walking by sight. 
Come on, by allowing us to be consumed and allow ourselves to get entangled with the world. Amen. And the things that the world is doing. But Paul had to deal with himself and Christ had to show him himself. He said, why are you persecuting the church? And Paul didn't see himself as persecuting the church. Are y'all seeing this, how this relates to us? We don't see that we are persecuting other people, but we are. And Christ sees it. That's why you got to be careful in your home with your spouse, with your children. You got to be careful when you're on the byways and highways, when you're on your job and when you're in the church. Christ sees it. And he sees us in sight, but he know how to disrupt our sight. Amen. But here it is. And, and Paul, had, Saul had to deal with himself. But I love the fact that when, when Saul was talking to God and he told him to arise, but what Saul said to me that stuck with me, he said, Lord, what do you want from me? Amen. Come on. If all you see is the troubles in your life, you need to say to the Lord, what do you want me to do. Amen. What do you want me to do? I apologize if I didn't say that earlier, but Lord, what do you want me to do? Um, that, that stuck with me, that transition to vision. You got to ask the Lord, what do you want me to do? Because right now, all I have is my sight and it's being disrupted because I can't see your hand move. Come on. I feel overwhelmed with the sickness. I feel overwhelmed with my troubles. I feel overwhelmed in poverty. I feel overwhelmed with wherever I am. God, I feel like that I'm persecuting something. I feel like that I'm wrong when I have been seeing myself as right. What do you want me to do? You start to transition to vision. Amen. I just want to break it down. That Lord, what do you want me to do? We don't ask the Lord enough because we're scared that what he asks us to do, we'll have to deny ourselves. Come on, somebody. That you you have to turn the other cheek. That you have to do more of what his word says and less of what you want to do. You, you, you know that it will no longer be your will and your way. But Lord, what do you want me to do? And I just, I'm, I just want us to just, I just want to bring that home to us because we need to walk, wake up every day. Lord, what do you want me to do? Let's just start doing that every day of our lives. Lord, what you want me to do? Because I'm afraid that I may be walking by sight. I feel like I am because I'm right now I'm in a consumption state of mind. My mind, I'm at a fork road in life. I don't know which what to do. I don't know which way to turn. I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm operating by sight and not by faith. I have no vision. And those of us in leadership, we definitely need to say, Lord, what do you want me to do to make sure that I have vision? Because without vision, the people will perish. And I don't want to perish. And those I'm leading, I don't want them to perish. So, Lord, what do you want me to do? First, I look at myself. And I have to deal with myself. That maybe I have been trying to get things done my way. That maybe I have been trying to be in control of everything. And maybe I've been doing some things wrong that I labeled as right. And maybe God has been sending people my way. For, to be part of my conversion. And I, and I somewhat ignored them. And I was rebellious. That's a good word right there. Yes, we can be rebellious. Even as we call ourselves walking and talking with the Lord. 
We can be rebellious in some areas of our lives. But Lord, what would you have me to do? And then at that point, he humbled himself to allow himself to be guided by the disciples, by the servants that were with him. Amen. He humbled himself. He gave in. Come on, somebody. We don't give in to the Lord. We need to give in every day. We need to surrender every day. We need to say, Lord, what would you have me to do every day? And he allowed himself to be carried by somebody else, be led by somebody else to a place of safety. I love this conversion. I love this transition because it was at that point that Saul had a vision. Because in Jesus' conversation with Ananias, he told him that he was there praying. Amen. He said to the vision and nice. He said, here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, arise and go to the street called straight and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he is praying. That's another part. Our prayer life. And in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered. But let me go back. He said, and in a vision, he had seen a man named Ananias. The vision was letting Saul know what the next phase of his life was going to be. And that's what we're missing. That's why we need vision. Because we confuse our planning with a vision. We confuse our will with God's will. We, we confuse our determination to have our control is that we're being led by the Holy Spirit. Come on. These are thin lines. Amen. They're very thin. And we can confuse if we don't, if we don't surrender to Christ every day. If our prayer life is not in place. Come on. If our humility is not in place, then we'll become rebellious even with God, and we'll be persecuting the church unaware. Come on, somebody. Saul had no idea that he was persecuting Christ or God, but he was. These are thin lines. But we need that vision so we can see what we need to see, so we can know what is coming next, so we'll know the direction that God wants us to go, that it be his will and not our will. Come on, that it will be walking in the ways that he wants us to walk, no matter how difficult it be, knowing that God is with us. And this is what Saul had to deal with. This is what the, this was the turning point of Saul. This is, is not until he had dealt with himself and became humble to God that he saw the vision of where he needed to go. Amen. Aren't you glad that God stays with us and us, even in our deep wrong, even in our persecution of the church to turn us around? Amen. I'm glad about it today. And thank you for tuning in and spending time with me. And remember today and throughout every day, remember to rejoice and be glad. Why? God loves you.